0: What's up, everybody? hope you're doing great and just having an incredible weekend. Hope you're having a fantastic Sunday morning. It is great to see you. If you are new here to Grace Church, my name is Aaron Olinsky. I'm the lead pastor here, and they let me talk every Sunday, and it's amazing. I absolutely love it, uh, but we are so glad you're here. So just so you're aware, like we feel like you're part of us. Uh, We feel like we're a family, like we're a powerful church in this community, and you are part of us. So thank you so much for for making church a priority. Uh, We are a body that works together. We're like a family, and we are making a big impact in this community. And and we've been talking about honor. Uh, Over the last several Sundays, we've been doing a series on honor, and it's a big deal. It's been so important for us. I feel like honor is something that has been lost Uh, in our culture, in our community, in our our nation, and so we need to bring that back. I feel like for us as a church and all churches that believe in Christ and believe in the Bible as God's word, like we're the ones that should be initiating uh, who God is and, and establishing honor, and we're the ones that can be the catalyst in our community. I believe we're the ones that can make the difference. And so that's why we're talking about this. It's so important. I want to share just a story. I've heard similar stories like this multiple times. Uh, but right now, like in, in elementary schools, uh, bullying is a big deal. In middle school, in high school, like now, like back when, when, when you and I were kids, like bullying was a normal thing and people just didn't talk about it. You just got bullied, uh, right? But now, kids stand up. Kids stand up against bullies and it's stinking awesome to see it happen. Like I've heard different stories where, you know, like a a fourth grader will see other kids, you know, making fun of another kid, another girl, or something like that. And they'll step in and be like, what are you doing? Like you can't say that about her. Like are you you're not supposed to do that. And, And and like it is amazing to see just the younger generation rising up and understanding what it is. And and that's honor. Right, that's honoring that little girl. Right, she's ten, and she's experiencing somebody giving her honor and protecting her. That's amazing, and I just feel like you and I can do that. You know, we can do that in our lives. We can do that in our in our in our workplace, and, and we can do that in our marriages. Show it for our kids, and so we're going to be talking about that uh, th- this Sunday, and this will be the final Sunday of our honor series. Uh, but let me share with you a verse. Uh, About that, and then we'll pray as we roll into this message. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, "Love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other." And so today we're going to be talking about honoring one another. And so let's pray uh, before we get into the sermon today. Lord, we just glorify you, Lord. Thank you for your word and your scripture that tells us that we can delight in this. Lord, we can have, we can find joy. We can get fired up a little bit about what it is to honor other people. And that, that when we see it happen and, and that you put us in a place where we can do that. And so, God, we just thank you so much for using us. You see us as valuable. Uh, but, Lord, we do absolutely want to acknowledge that we would not be in the place that we are without you. And so we want to give you all of the honor and glory and praise. And thank you so much, Jesus, for being our Lord and our Savior and who you are. And, Lord, that this message would just wrap up everything that you want to communicate uh, through your word and for us as a church and in our community and beyond, uh, that you would be praised in Jesus' name. Amen. So anytime you talk about honor, like it's a big deal. It's, it's a word that feels good, doesn't it? We think about it. And there's lots of different ways that you and I have given honor and received honor. Maybe you've given somebody a card and just said, hey, you're so wonderful. You know, heart, heart, rose, rose, that, that type thing. Maybe you gave somebody a gift just acknowledge, like, wow, thank you so much for who you are in my life. Maybe you post it online, social media, just, and you tag them. And you're like, hey, this is how important you are to me. Or maybe you got some type of certificate uh, at work just saying, hey, you know, you need to frame this and put this on the wall. Like, there's lots of ways that we've received and given honor. And so today, I want to focus specifically on how we can honor others with our words. Like, literally, our words and the things that we say. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21... It says the tongue can bring death or life. And so the things that you are and I say are so important. And so I just want us to be able to harness the power of our words and what we communicate and how we say it. And and, and it's very clear in Scripture, this aspect of honor comes with a reward. Anytime we're giving honor, there's a a reward, a blessing that comes with it. And so, but if we're not honoring uh, we don't get a reward. In fact, there's an opposite thing that happens. Uh, if, if we're speaking out things that are, like this verse talks about, like bringing death, then that brings pain, and we say hurtful things, right, that cause hostility, that, that cause brokenness, that, that cause just division among family, amongst relationships. And so let me ask you a very challenging question. How are you doing at honoring others with your words? Every single person in your life. Do you speak life or do you speak death? And so here's what I want to start out with. I want to challenge us, and and the first point is to stop speaking words that dishonor. Right? We we need this, okay? because there's times when we get tired, we get upset, we get frustrated, and what comes out of our mouth is not edifying to to the person that's hearing it. So here's my challenge. Stop saying stuff like that. And and, and the aspect I want to focus specifically on is not only just things that we say that are harmful, but also the gossip that comes that we say about other people. Because the devil will use gossip to bring division amongst people. Right. So what this is, is this is a negative spirit that the devil uses to cause division amongst relationships. And that's exactly what he wants. He wants hostility. He wants pain. He wants relationships to be divided. Dave Ramsey says that gossip is like talking to someone about your problem who can't do anything about it. And so, how many of you would be willing to raise your hand and say, I have been negatively affected by gossip in my life before? Go ahead and put your hands up. How many of you have been affected by gossip? Somebody talking about you behind your back? Yeah, just about all of us, right? And those of you that didn't put your hand up, you never found out what they said, because it happens to all of us, it's just reality. Right, It happens, so many of us, friendships, work relationships, maybe even the previous church uh, that you attended. Now, here at Grace Church, we don't do that. Uh, just FYI, like that's actually something that we talk about in our Discover track. We have a no-gossip policy uh, in this church, and, and, and you will be confronted uh, about it if, it if it takes place. And so this is a big deal to us, hugely important. Why? Because the devil wants nothing more than to creep his way into the middle of our church, have, have gossip and stir it up, and cause division amongst this church. Why? Because we are so united, and when we are united, we are powerful. And the, de- the enemy doesn't want us to be that way. He is afraid of us, and he wants to do anything he can. And so in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28, it says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best Of friends. And some of you have experienced this. Some of you, when you raised your hand, you're like, I've been negatively affected. You even think now. of You see their face, what they said about you, and you haven't talked to them in years because of what they said and how it was handled and and the situation. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Right? And so here's what we've got to realize. Gossip is like speaking death. Gossip is sin, and Scripture is very clear about that. The things that you and I say that are negative about anybody else is gossip. And what we do is we justify it. We go, oh, like I was just being a good friend. You know, they were saying they were frustrated, and they were talking about them, and, and I was just listening. You know, I just, just was being there for them, just listening. Or, or maybe you were the one that was dishing it out, and you're like, oh, I was just venting. You know, I just had some frustration, some anger. I just needed to kind of get it out. Just needed to spew it out. So are we just sharing or are we trying to win that person over to our side to see our perspective? So that way we can turn them against that other person with us. What's our intent in spewing that out? So let's not deceive ourselves, okay? Uh, with, with what our intention is like why why are we actually doing that and so the, the problem with deception is we don't actually know that we're being deceived because we're being deceived and so we've, well, I, I'm here to tell you like we ha- this has got to be b- brought to the forefront in how we handle our relationships at work and at church and our, like this is a big deal in fact paul wrote to a church that was in corinth about spreading gossip and this is what he said in second corinthians chapter 12 verse 20 he says for i am afraid that when i come i won't like what i find and you won't like my response i'm afraid that i will find quarreling jealousy anger selfishness slander gossip arrogance and disorderly behavior and so basically paul is bringing down the hammer big time he, this is a church that he had started and he had planted he had handed it off to another pastor and gone to start another church and he's saying hey This is sin. What you're doing, this is a big deal. So when we're dealing with jealousy and anger, those things rise up, right? Those are emotions that that stir up inside of us. We feel them. Sometimes daily, right? Those come up. And so how are we handling that? Because what we do with that is extremely important. So if you vent and you lash out, that shows that you have not gone to God and had him deal with your heart. Because that's where that sin begins. It begins in our heart and what we're thinking and processing. And so how do we handle that? Right? So in our anger, we don't sin. In our anger, we don't say negative things about our boss behind their back. Right? We're frustrated, and I get it. Where are you going with that anger? And so when we're gossiping, it's obvious that we are not bringing that before the Lord. And so when we do that, we basically have stonewalled the Holy Spirit out of What he wants to do inside of us And i'm here to tell you we can't live like that any longer God has something better It's so rewarding and so amazing. And so I just I feel like god wants us to grow many of us We need to grow in this and, and it's challenging. I get it. It's really really hard And so how do we handle this, right? How do we handle these types of situations? and so what we do is when we feel it, whether we want to be the ones that say it or we're the ones that listening to it, I, I would just say, like, if, if we're the ones that, that are hearing it, I just think sometimes we have to stop the conversation. And I realize it's a little bit awkward, I get it. But you, you need to stop that person uh, in, in what they're saying because if, 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 they, if they're saying all that stuff, like, they need somebody to say it to. Like, a gossip can't gossip without ears that'll hear it. So if you're the one that's on the receiving side, I think it's just safe to say, like, hey, I want to stop what you're saying, you know, because, and and so how do we handle this? It It says in Matthew 18, verse 15, it says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So if you're frustrated about something, we go to the person privately. If somebody's coming to you, like, we need to be able to handle this the right way. And so when we see scripture like this, we can't just continue to push it aside and pretend it's not real. We need to take these verses and let them lead our life and actually make decisions by it. The problem is when we're frustrated with somebody else, going to them privately and talking through it is really hard if we're if somebody's saying negative things to us about somebody else and like stopping them mid conversation like that's that's awkward and i get it but it's godly right this is it's godly and right and good and so let me give you a scenario let's say i've got a couple of buddies jim and john right and jim jim does something to John, like he does something that offends him, he says something, you know, maybe it was sarcastic, maybe, maybe it was just kind of what are these comments, and all of a sudden John's like, what's up with that, like Jim says something that offends John, well John, John comes to me, he's my buddy, he's, he comes to me and he tells me, he's like, hey, Jim said this and he did this and it bothered me, so here's the deal, John vents to me. And he feels better, but now I feel worse. I'm like, what's up with Jim? Like, are you kidding me? Can you believe he did that? And then I go and I tell my wife, I'm like, look, honey, honey, Jim said this to John, and John was all upset, and he came to me, and so I just wanted to tell you. And then my wife goes and tells some of her friends that are also friends with Jim's wife. Like, do you see? Do you see what happens? And all of a sudden, we're all upset. And Jim has no idea that he upset John in the first place. He has no clue. Why? Because John didn't tell Jim to begin with. That's division. That's exactly how gossip works. That's exactly how the enemy works. So what if from the very beginning, as John is talking to me, I say, have you mentioned this to Jim And I get it, that takes guts. Because he didn't, and he hasn't. So if you're on the receiving end, and you're the ears, I think it's very safe just to say, hey, I just want to ask you, did you talk to them yet? Uh, And so this is a hard conversation, but this is how we have to handle it. right? These things stir up, and the enemy uses gossip very effectively. right? So we've got to be willing to stand up and, and battle against and have the hard conversation. Because what if somebody comes to you with information, right? And you're like, oh, like what happens is we, we eat it up. Like if somebody's coming, I just, I got to tell you what's going on. Like people love that kind of stuff. It, it, like our lives are dramatic and busy enough, but some people are like, oh, you got to tell me. Like hey, what, what's going on? Like you just, you just kind of eat it up, right? So he, here's the deal. Here's what we've got to understand is that that has to just dissipate in our life. We have to handle this appropriately. Because we want to be speaking life. And so, and also with that, there are times when there's a person that will come and they'll, they'll vent out of jealousy, they'll vent out of anger, and they'll say things that are negative and hurtful. And so, we also have to recognize that not only to stop it to begin with, but also to recognize that the things that they're saying are not consistent with what we know about that person. Like, for example, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, Pastor Aaron, blah, blah, blah. Like, Pastor Aaron did this, said this, and, and they bring it to you and you're, you're like, well, I, I know Pastor Aaron. Like, I've met him before. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Like I, you know." So what, what if all of a sudden what they're saying isn't consistent with the person because you know them? That's hugely important. We've got to get this because the devil will use half truths and exaggeration to cause a scenario like this to blow out of proportion and to become toxic. Right? That's exactly what the devil wants. He wants to stir up the mess and cause issues and problems. And so, what we do is, you know, we just we need to give people the benefit of that. Like, I, I can't even believe that you're saying that. Have you talked to them yet? Because that doesn't sound like them at all. Like, maybe they were upset. I think you need to go, go meet with them. Like, have lunch with them. Have coffee. I mean, come on. So sometimes we need to look at them, and we need to say that. We need to ask that question. Did you talk to them first? Because in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says this. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that, that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you corrupting many. So it's not just the one person. It's not just you. It literally continues to expound, and many people get involved. And bitterness destroys relationships. It destroys marriages. It causes roommates to move out. It causes family members to not show up at Thanksgiving or Christmas. It causes business partners to go their own way. The root of bitterness. And so... We need to handle it. We need to handle this in a godly way, in a holy way, in a pure way, in the right way. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 26, it, in verse 20, it says this. It says, fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. And so stop putting fuel on the fire. That's what we do. That's how we handle it. Now, I have had to handle situations like this before. Uh, I have done things to people and said things that have caused them to be upset. Every single one of us, we've done it. So I'm going to give. I have a lot of examples. I'm going to give you one uh, from many, many years ago in a different church that I was on staff at. So several years ago. Uh, I, I, I was doing family ministry. I was the assistant pastor at a church plant. And so I was doing a lot of different things. And one of the responsibilities that I had was youth ministry. So I, w- I would lead the youth group and, and do youth ministry things with the teenagers. Great, loved it, amazing. And, and so one night we were having youth and, and you know, just great student ministry. And, and one of the teenage girls, she was probably, I don't know, 15 or so, she fainted. Like, it, it's like, she fainted and fell over, but when she fell over, she, she like, got right back up and, and kind of played it off, and she was a little bit embarrassed, and, and so I didn't think anything of it. Like, I, I, I was young and naive and just clueless. I'm like, oh, you know, she's okay, and so, man, I'll tell you what, she went home and told her parents, of course, right, she, oh, I fainted in youth group, and, you know, and, and Pastor Aaron, like, she threw my name in there, and, and so now they're mad at me because i said nothing to them like i I didn't think it was a big deal She, she fell over like what what happened i don't know and so they were fuming mad at me and i found out about it like i found out and i heard and i mean right things come back to us and so i i took the initiative i went rang the doorbell and I did, they did not smile at me when they opened that door. Um, they did let me come in. They're like, come on in. You know? So I was like, hey. You know, I, I, I realized what I was walking into. I, I totally understood. I sat down and said, hey, here's the deal. I, I just, it was a total ignorant mistake. I'm so sorry. Like, Is your daughter okay? I apologize. And so when you and I recognize a scenario like that, and we don't add fuel to the fire, and we take on a, a, a level of humility... And we're willing to apologize if we've made a mistake. Because we, usually we didn't meet it. Sometimes we do, and that's vindictive. But when, when, we, and when it wasn't intentional, we go, man, whew, I'm so sorry. And every time I've done that, the person that I've apologized to, they thanked me. They looked at me and they go, thank you so much for coming and, and saying that. Every time. And you've been the recipient of an apology before, and you were glad that it happened. And so we need to initiate that. I'm just challenging you. We need to step up in honor, in honoring with our words and how this works, because we've got to eliminate gossip from our lives, right? So we don't want to have this in our life. And so what do we do? How do we honor others? The second thing is just just, this has got to penetrate our soul. We speak life, right? It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let everything that we say that comes out of our mouth be encouraging and blessing to every single person around us. And so for us as a church, we do this. We speak life. We speak encouragement. We speak blessing. We we celebrate wins. We give high fives. We're a little bit crazy that way, but I'm okay with that, right? Because we're different. So we're gonna give honor to each other. We're gonna honor people that are above us. We're gonna honor people that are shoulder to shoulder with us. We're gonna honor the people that are even below us in in the org chart or that's serving with us. Bosses, coaches, teachers, professors. Co-workers, colleagues, the person on your team that maybe is trying to get your job. Like, come on, somebody. Where are we at? Like, where is our heart regarding gossip and the things that we say? Because we can take the lead in this. And we can speak life. And here's what's amazing, right? I realize sometimes this is hard and challenging. And sometimes you and I need to pause and, and recognize what's coming out of our mouth and where it comes from. But when we speak life, people are attracted to that. People respond to it, right? How many of us want to be around somebody that says encouraging things all the time? All of us. So we need to be that person, right? There's times when we speak truth. I'm not saying don't have a hard conversation. I'm not saying you know, speak reality and, and, and what's honestly going on. I'm not saying that at all. We are truthful in what we say in handling situations. But I'm talking about speaking of life and encouragement because there is so much negativity. So much. We are constantly being bombarded in our life. And so God puts people in our path on purpose. So that older couple, right, that you see that you encounter, man, what? how amazing would it be if you just said, gosh, it's, it's such a blessing to see you guys. You just seem like you're so in love. Like, that is so cool. I hope I'm like that one You know, when, when, in, in my marriage. Maybe you see that younger person and you, you, you look at them and, and, and the things that they're doing and you say, I see so much potential in you. I see who God wants you to become. Are you kidding me? They are going to light up. Because they need, they're desperate for somebody to believe in them. The cashier that checks you out. And you're just getting some gums, a few things. You're like, hey, man, it's great to see you. I hope you have an awesome day. Like, it's easy to say that stuff. The server that sweeps by on a busy weekend, you know, and they overlook filling your, your water again. Okay, come on. What about, can I just, I want to speak life and blessing on IT guy. Like, we're, I know we have plenty of software engineers in our church. I love you. IT guy, like, I love IT guy. Because when I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know why. And all of you do this, right, at work. And, you, and what do you do? IT guy, where are you? So IT guy, like, I love you. You are amazing. It's so, such a big deal. We can do this in our lives. And parents, like parents over kids, our kids are hungry for this. They, they need us to model this for them. They need us. To get this right. This is such a big deal. Like, I, I'll tell my sons, like, I am so proud of you. I love you so much. Now, my sons also know that I'm human, right? And I don't always say the most encouraging things, and they know to avoid me in the evening also. Like, that, that's, that's just a house rule. I am a morning person. I, I am. Like, I wake up, and I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for the day. I don't need coffee. I love Jesus. And so, uh, but my kids know to stay o- away from me at bedtime. It even happened last night. Like, they know, don't mess with Dad. And I, I said to one of my sons one time, I'm like, hey, you know not to mess with me around 10 p.m. He kind of looked at me, he goes, Dad, it's actually like 9. And, and that's true. It's, it's so true. It's so true. And so parents, like, parents, we need to get this right. Grandparents, you, you can do this right. This, this is so powerful in our lives. Our kids need this. They need to be raised in a godly home with that we're speaking life. Um, and then just the parents of teenagers, like, man, this is such a big deal. Employees, right, that you work with, that, that serve on your staff, I mean, gosh, they are hungry for a an incredible work environment, an incredible positive work culture. If you've ever done studies, like on work, you know, and and. And uh, the the, the fulfillment that employees get in the workplace, almost always, number one, is a positive work environment. Like, are you kidding me? This is such a big deal. And then when they see that in the workplace, they look to us and they're like, they're different. There's something different about them. It's because you and I have the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We have the love of Christ and God uses us in amazing ways. Even in the marketplace, this is such a big deal. Because they've been in unhealthy work environments before. And now when we create a positive one that is healthy, it, they will stay. Like you talk about employee loyalty and retention. I mean, oh, man, this is such a big deal. I hope that we can get this. There's a couple other pieces that I wanted to touch on. Because anytime we do a series and you come to the last week of the series, you're like, oh, i got to say this, i got to say this. So here's my last two things that I've, I feel like I've got to say. Um, and it's the first one is regarding uh, speaking the Lord's name. Uh, some of us are misusing the Lord's name, where we, something bad happens and we go, "Jesus Christ, God!" Bleep. Like some of us, that's how we respond, and that's way over the line. Okay, that's like way over the line. And so, honor means to hold in high regard. To dishonor means to treat as common. ordinary so when we're using the lord's name as a curse word we are dishonoring his name and because we're dishonoring his name we're also removing the power that comes with his name because there is absolutely power and authority that comes in the name of christ and so i just want to encourage you If you're a person and you struggle with that and you've allowed that to become part of your language and dealing with your frustration, I want to challenge you to encourage to to, to hold his name in high regard. Right? So the the things that we say and how we use the Lord's name. And the other, the final thing is is speaking life to ourselves. Okay? In 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 the psychology world, they they call this positive self-talk. And and you can call it that. I'm cool with that. I get it. But so many times, like people say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm stupid, I'm not capable. And and so, like, we have to eliminate that from from ourselves. Like, we don't speak that to ourselves. So, we have to speak life and encouragement because what does God say about us? God sees us as a son, God sees us as a daughter. He cherishes us, He sees us as strong, He sees our potential. That's why He's investing us and pouring into us. Like, we are a son or a daughter of the king. That's who we are so we're not those negative things that the enemy is trying to sweep in. And so honor can start in, in the things that we speak and how we say it. And so where does honor start? In our heart. Honor starts with us right in our heart. And there's a great verse that maybe you put this one to memory. This is Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Honor starts in our heart. And so the thing that's amazing is I've challenged you, right? Like I was bringing it this morning. I I hope you're okay with that. Like I I love to preach and preach with power of God's word and the Holy Spirit. And and here's what, what is so amazing. When we bring all this, right? God is looking at our heart and that's where honor begins. And you and I, have this amazing opportunity to have a connection with the Lord. And so what we are going to do together is we're going to take communion uh, together. And so if you were able to grab some communion elements on your way in, uh, that's great. If you uh, want to partake in communion, if you slip your hand up and you don't have these elements, I should be glad to serve you. So here at Grace Church, if you believe in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we welcome you to take communion with us. But we've got to believe in Christ. Because all of this is great and nice and fun, but there's so much significance with this. And I was thinking about this, because we're doing an honor series, right? And we're, we're wrapping it up with communion. And in Scripture, it says that the communion elements aren't just elements. It's not just a wafer and grape juice. Like, this is a way that we bring honor to Jesus. This is hugely important. important, because... Our sin, our gossip, our cursing, the things that have started in our heart that we've expressed, dishonoring other people, the sin that we have, that we've committed, that now has been brought to the forefront and we see it. We don't like it. It makes us feel uncomfortable. There had to be a payment. There had to be atonement for our sin. So in Scripture, in the Bible, you have two big parts. You have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. Well, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant... there there was a requirement for animal sacrifice for the atonement of sins. There had to be bloodshed. And Jesus, in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, he changed all that, which is amazing, and I'm so thankful. Like, this is incredible. So think about the magnitude of Jesus and who he is. Jesus becomes the perfect sacrifice for you and I. Scripture describes him as the spotless lamb. That's sacrificed for our sin, for my sin. And so when we have communion and take it together, it is so important and such a big deal. And so let's pray and make sure that our hearts are right. And I'll pray for this and we'll take communion together. And so Lord, we come before you. And Father, we want to glorify you. And we just thank you so much. And Father, uh, I don't want to breeze through this message uh, and roll into communion too quick without pausing and praying over us as a church. Lord, I pray that you would continue to allow us to eliminate gossip from our church. God, I pray that you would be a strong tower, uh, that you would be a strong wall, a high tower, that you would be the one that that sets a guard around our church, that we would be protected, and that the enemy would have no part in bringing gossip inside. Lord, even if he tries to, to dig underground and climb through the sewer pipes and, and to creep in and, in his way, that he does. Lord, I pray that that would be recognized and, and called out. And so, Lord, we just speak out the truth and the reality for, for us as a church. Jesus, we want to honor you. You are the head of our church. You are our leader. You're our captain. You're in charge. Lord, we honor you. Thank you so much. And Father, I pray for all of us regarding gossip in our lives, in our workplace, Lord, I pray that you right now would do something incredible inside of our heart, that we would be able to see gossip just dissipate, and we wouldn't find the need or feel the desire to speak that out any longer, that you would change us, change us on the inside. Search our heart, Lord, that we might be pure before you, and so we just want to acknowledge the times that we have gossiped, the times that we've listened to gossip. Lord, we apologize. We ask for forgiveness. We recognize it as wrong now and and we don't want to take part anymore. So would you change us and restore us? God, thank you so much that you do restore us for anything and everything that we've ever done wrong against you, Lord. We just confess those sins and we apologize. We ask that you would remove our sins as far as the east is from the west, that we would be made pure and holy before you, spotless, just the same way you are, Jesus. And so with that, bless these elements because Jesus we see who you are you are the son you are the sacrifice your death and resurrection show power and authority over sin and over death and you put life inside of us eternal life through salvation and life in our heart and in our words so we bless you and honor